Victory 91.5. Good morning. It's Risenstein. Next week, Victory Partner Days. So begin to pray with your family, with your business, how you can partner with us financially. You may have already gotten the newsletter in the mail. There's there's an envelope there. If you want to go old school and put a check in there, go for it. You can you can do that and start Victory Partner Days right away. But we're going to start it next Monday morning. Ray Haynes is here. It's Passover. It is mm-hmm. it is a week chock full of contemplation about God, about Jesus, about God's perfect plan. And if you know already, Ray comes in through all of the Jewish feasts and teaches on these powerful, powerful holidays that I grew up on but had no concept of the relationship to Jesus in these holidays. So Ray is going to teach on Passover today. And unfortunately, what we've discovered is uh, most Christians have no idea what these have to do with Jesus either. <laughs> so that is what we hope to remedy. Uh, why is that? Because I hear this a lot. I'm not Jewish. Why should I care about Passover? Why right. should I encounter these things? Mm-hmm. Number one, before he put on flesh, he put on wool. That you might know him. Mm. That's a big reality. When John saw him in heaven in Revelation... He didn't see a Jewish carpenter. He saw a lamb that was slain. Wow. And that was thousands of years later. Why Why is that? If he's only the Passover lamb for the Jews and not us Christians as well, is that lamb that's on that throne that is slain, is he your God? Because mm-hmm. if he is, this matters to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He is the beginning and the end. He wants to, you to know him in every aspect of his being. That's huge. Don't take the wedding ring he offers and hide it in your pocket. Mm-hmm. You know, what's cool about rings is, diamonds especially, is they have aspects. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I've never ever once in my lifetime given Kelly a ring and not had to tell her when you're driving in your car, don't look at this. You can look at it before and when you get there, but not when you're driving. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, that newness, that love, that rela- all of that and the aspects of a ring just light up into your eyes. So you don't want to take that thing and just think, oh, I got it. You want to discover every aspect of it. So you want to stare at this this God that you've come to know. Study every aspect as he reveals himself to you that you might know him. Here's what 1 Corinthians 11 says. For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread. When he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup saying, the cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For for whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Passover is the best witnessing tool that God ever created. And he tells you to do this every year. It just psychs you up again to share the good news of Jesus Christ. So here's the deal. Tonight is Passover. Uh, my, uh, some of my family had Passover over the weekend. We'll have Passover tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. This Friday is Good Friday. You might relate to that a little more. That's fine. Whether you have communion together or a full meal with communion, take the time to draw near to Jesus and remember what he did. He was redeeming you long before the cross, 
and he is worthy to thank and worship for the nearly 6,000-year plan he created to save you. And that's why I uh, look forward to coming in and talking about Passover every year, because it's more than a meal. It's a history and a journey. And this year, I promise you, is the, what we're going to share over this, these hours ahead. It's so different than any other that we've ever shared before, because every year is different. And uh, as I was seeking him this year, just saying, do you want to do this again? And he said, yes. And I said, okay, what are we going to talk about? And I was just, again, as usual, fascinated with what he was sharing. Because the pharaohs in Egypt aren't just in the story. They are keys to the story. In the same way that your past and your family are keys to who you are. And discovering that helps, you know, bring inner healing in a real sense in your life. Passover is an encounter with how God shapes us through the good, the bad, and the ugly. Through people, through events. And then causes it to all work together for a good in the end. It's a journey, a real journey of inner healing. It's not just a change of location. Mm-hmm. It's deliverance in every sense. And, and so many of us, we desperately need to figure out why we are the way we are. And how do we, how do we get out of this? How do we escape? Um, when Joseph's brothers were selling him into slavery, they were dragging him toward his dream. He didn't know it, but that's what was going on. And part of the time of your life, you may have been dragged and dragged and dragged Mm -hmm. in a way you didn't want to be dragged, but I promise you this, God is dragging you to your dream, and you've just got to discover that. Joseph was just 17. The dream was brand new, and over the next 13 years, he experiences favor, betrayal repeatedly, jail. He's exalted the second highest position in Egypt, and then another nine years goes by before that dream he had as a young boy comes true, and his brothers and father bow down to him, and he's able to save their lives because he has already forgiven them and recognizes God's hand in his suffering. For a Christian, each one of us, you know, God has planted that dream inside of us, but so many things have, you know, pushed it away and hindered it and hurt us, and Mm -hmm. sometimes that's all we can think of. You know, if you have a bad upbringing, you know, you can't, it's hard to let go. But Joseph figured that out. And that's part of the Passover story, you see. It's not just a Jewish history story. It's a yearly time to identify with those God has used mightily and to search your heart to make sure God has all of it. It's a time to reexamine the dream or the vision you live by to make sure you're still on the path. That's pretty basic. You know, I remember 2012, for me, just the absolute toughest year. We were, uh, Dr. Walker called me and said the station's up for sale, and I was just like, I, I, you know, any part of the dream revision I had, it was just all, mm-hmm. it's just, just like sand. And it looked and felt like the end. See, I was unaware that God was establishing the next 30 years. Mm-hmm. See, I'd looked at the past, and that's all I could see. And just the uh, probably week or so ago, he just woke me up one morning, and that was all to talk about. He said, you were just so unaware. Mm-hmm. And I was looking back on that moment. I could see so many things happening. And all of these things are the things that are awesome right now that are exploding in great ways here at the radio station. So... Here's some things I want you to do this morning. I want to pray that you can, and ask, ask God these things, discover who your pharaohs are and why you can't stop doing things that you really want to stop. How mm. can you stop the slavery? How can you break the power of the false gods and idols that control your life? Passover is about that. God has declared that it's never too late. 
See, I'm going to take you through four Passovers this morning. Number two is the story of how you can come back from the worst of failures. That's the lesson of the second Passover. Mm-hmm. You're not your father or your mother, and you're not your family. The third Passover is a lesson of a clean slate. Passover, roughly number 1440, something like that, we call the Last Supper, changed everything. Every year, though, is different, and every Passover is different. And I want to show you this particular year that you're living in right now. And we're going to do that by stepping just a minute into the Hebrew alphabet. We tell you all the time, it's not just letters. Every character is a letter. It's a number. It's a word. It's a picture. It's a story. It's a tapestry. (laughs) And it's just absolutely beautiful. Hebrew and Greek are very different from English. So... This year is, in Hebrew, the calendar is 5777, 5777, right? Seven means rest, which is the Sabbath day, obviously. It means perfection. It means purity. It is the most common number in Scripture. But the weird thing, (laughs) you wouldn't think that would go with this, but the Hebrew symbol for seven is a sword. So you have rest, perfection, purity, and a sword. So peace and a sword may seem odd together, But peace isn't the absence of conflict because lasting peace often is found only in Jesus Mm -hmm. because he defeated our enemy in the greatest war ever fought, right? So the first Passover was a war that when won led to the freedom of the Israelites. The third Passover was fought on the eve of Jericho, which brought the walls down and destroyed their enemy. The Last Supper, the crucifixion, resurrection, that Passover, was fought to set mankind free from sin to make each one of us one with God, to know him. So peace comes sometimes as a result of war, and Jesus is the commander of the army of the Lord. So this year is 5777. There's more to the sevens than a sword, for sure. One seven is a sword. Two sevens means a double-edged sword, which is used for war. 777, though, means the sword is in the hand of God. So the significance for Passover in terms of this year, 5777, is the sword in the hand of God is the same blade that the Israelites in Egypt used to cut the neck of the lambs to drain out the blood. Mm. What comes out of Pharaoh's mouth is key. Why is Moses afraid and stuttering? Watch how the God of war fights through truth to destroy lies that empower evil to control people. That is pretty much the core summary of, of this year, 2017, in our life. It's what's coming out of your mouth, what's coming out of other people's mouths, and, and what, what, how that ends. Jesus was called the Passover lamb, right? John 1:29. the next day, John the Baptist saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And 1 Corinthians, for Christ, our Passover lamb, has been sacrificed. Revelation 5 says, And between the throne and the four living creatures, and among the elders, I saw a lamb standing, as though it had been slain. In Revelation, John refers to Jesus as the lamb 28 times. Hmm. This is your God. These spring feasts are all about war this year. God waged war on Egypt because they didn't live up to their calling. He sent Abraham to bless them. He sent Joseph to deliver them. He sent Jacob and his sons to be a blessing. But they rejected the living God for idols. They enslaved his children. So God sent plagues to reveal their gods as impotent. So there is a war for our soul every single day. Mm -hmm. And God is fighting that war for us. And Passover teaches us how to be a part of that war instead of just victims. So that's where we're going today. That's your introduction. That's just the introduction. That's the introduction. And 
you know, this is not an advertisement for Victory 91.5. This is Ray teaching on Passover, but where are you going to get this? Exactly. So a few minutes ago, we said that next week is our Victory Partner Days. You may want to consider through this morning's teaching on this feast what what this station means in your life what what the difference it's making in your marriage in your home in your ministry in your workplace in your neighborhood just because there are things that you hear on this radio station that you're never going to hear anywhere else you're going to get all of this on the blog We'll post that up on the Risenstein Facebook page, Risenstein on Twitter. It'll also be available on the podcast, both the Ray Haynes Teaching Podcast and the Risenstein Podcast, which is available on victoryondemand.net.